There's the stretch by Robinson. The 3 0 pitch. Swing it on drive! There it is! Number 500! The career 500 home run! For Michael Jack Smith! And the Phillies have regained the lead in Pittsburgh! 8 6! And the Phillies dug out to swarm the out to home play! Phillies Talk Podcast is now listener supported. Just go to our Patreon page at Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash Phillies, and you can sponsor this podcast. Welcome to Phillies Talk, the independent podcast from FightingPhillies.com, featuring news and views about Phillies baseball. Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to the Fighting Fields Phillies Podcast. And thank you very much. Welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk Podcast. My name is Rich Baxter, and I'm joined for what should be a special show this afternoon, uh, a somewhat sobering show and maybe even a somewhat sad show. Um, Of course, with the recent news that Pete Rose has been into, uh, especially around the Philadelphia area, it hit home rather hard. Um, He was supposed to appear at an event, an alumni event next weekend. It was a sellout. Uh, he was going to have a bobblehead night on the previous evening, which is uh, Friday night, the 11th of August. But all that now has been scrapped. Uh, the bobbleheads will be destroyed. Uh, very terrible situation going on. And with me on this show, I have a very special guest from Cleveland, Ohio. He's an attorney and a fellow podcaster on baseball, Mr. Ed Casputis. How you doing, Ed? Good. How are you, Rich? Not bad, not bad, and I, I appreciate you joining me on this edition of the Phillies Talk podcast. And uh, Pete Rose, what are your memories and impressions of him as a player? Well, when I was a kid, he was the paragon of how you should play baseball. You're running out uh, walks, you're backing up, you're catching with two hands, you're you're running hard, you're sliding hard. When I when I played baseball, I wanted to be like Pete Rose and make my dad proud of me. Exactly. Yeah. He was, he was the epitome of hustle on the field is what I always remember him for. Uh, and not the kind of guy that wants to hit the home run every time he was the guy that got on base and you hopefully moved him around the bases as well. But of course, uh, being a fellow Ohio person there yourself, uh, he's close to probably where you were, uh, raised and brought up possibly, but, um, no, Pete Rose is at the opposite end of the state. Uh, state. I have been a uh, beleaguered Cleveland Indians fan from the north. And then if you go 232 miles south on I-71, you get into big red machine country so that when my Indians were terrible in the 70s, uh, the Reds with Pete Rose and Johnny Bench and Tony Perez, they were, you know, a historically great team. Yes, they were. They they practically owned baseball in the mid seventies. Right. Uh, they couldn't do anything wrong. Uh, really brought a great name to uh, Cincinnati. Uh, sort of put them on the map again, so to speak. Even though, you know, their franchise started in the late eighteen hundreds, along with the right. Phillies. Uh, they've right. been a, around a long time. But uh, Pete Rose, born into baseball, he became a superstar. Uh, well before um, the the term superstar was thrown around like it is today. 
Right. No, and he grew up in Cincinnati, too. So that even adds to the folklore. In fact, the only thing that uh, from the eyes of Cincinnatians that prevented Pete Rose from having a perfect life is that he went to Philadelphia <laughs> instead of stayed in Cincinnati to kind of like be their Al Kaline, you know, a, 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 a great Hall of Fame career with one team. Right. Or your Mike Schmidt. I know he stayed with the Phillies right. uh, his whole career, 18 right. years, I believe it was. But, right. you know, we were glad to have him. 1978, oh, sure. <laughs> he signed with the Phillies. I was a teenager. And, oh, wow, we got Pete Rose. Right. You know, never had a world championship for the Phillies up to that point. Uh, almost 100 years as a franchise. And then right. suddenly, uh, a year and a half later or so, in 1980, the Phillies just happened to win the World Series. Right. Not specifically because of Pete Rose, but... In addition to Pete Rose being on the team, this 1980 Phillies team won the World Series. So, you know, he, he always will hold a special uh, place in a lot of Phillies fans' hearts. Uh, a lot of those hearts were dented and broken uh, in the past week, and a lot of Phillies fans have been, you know, tuning out of this year's Phillies, so maybe they're not aware of what happened. But you have a little more insight uh, out in Ohio as to uh, what's been going on out there? Well, I only have insight because uh, I have Wi-Fi. And when you contacted me about Pete Rose, I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I did some research and found out, oh, no, Pete Rose, you know, what what, what are they alleging? You know, Pete Rose took a uh, a dip in my confidence about him when we had the gambling escapade. But uh, Pete Rose now is being accused in the 70s of having sexual relations with a, an Ohio woman. Uh, he says she was 16. The age of consent in Ohio is only 16 years of age. Well, I might have been for that 30 years ago, but now as a father of two young ladies, I'm against it. It should be a little higher. Uh, and I guess he had relations, and I guess she's mumbling that uh, he had relations before she was 16, which is a criminal offense. Um, you know, this all started because uh, an attorney named John Dowd, he conducted the gambling investigation for Pete Rose in 1989 for Major League Baseball. And that's when Pete Rose became a disfavored son of Major League Baseball. And I guess just recently, John Dowd on a podcast said that Pete Rose had engaged in some sexual misconduct. Here's the biggest thing that, I, that worries me. I guess we're in the age of Trump, where we've got all these anonymous sources and all this. The statute of limitations in Ohio for sexual misconduct, rape, and all that, 20 years. So if Pete Rose was doing bad stuff in, in the 1970s, and John Dowd uncovers this stuff, during his investigation in 1989. Why did he bring this to light in 2017 after the statute of limitations rose? Didn't he have a duty to talk to law enforcement in 1989? That's what disturbs me. Did Major League Baseball say, hey, we got the goods on him, but be quiet. Don't you have a duty to your fellow citizens, especially if a young lady has been compromised and you know of a crime. So that's the one angle that I have not seen any accounts write about 
they're focusing on Pete Rose. And, you know, as an attorney, I have represented people who were falsely accused. And there is no substitute for cross-examination in a court of law rather than anonymous sources in a newspaper or a guy talking on a podcast 20 years later. Exactly. And the whole case was brought on by Pete Rose, who was suing John Dowd for uh, defamation, libelous uh, talk in reference to his character. This just happened to come up as a result of that. This wasn't a separate investigation. It wasn't an allegation uh, set aside. It was brought up by the defense, by John Dowd uh, and his attorneys. And my question is, all of a sudden, as you said, in 2017, they produced a Jane Doe witness, so to right. speak, uh, quote unquote. And what right. does that generally mean in the legal terms? Is that somebody that's not coming forward because they want to hide their identity or is that? Uh, a, a yeah, they want to pro- they want to protect their identity. And, uh, you know, you and I, if Jane Doe or John Doe falsely accuses us and we go, who, who, who? I mean, I almost wonder if John Dowd baited Pete Rose so that he could release this other info. But I'm just saying to myself, what duty? Didn't John Dowd have a duty if he discovered these kind of crimes to report them to law enforcement in 1987, 88, 89, 90 when he discovered them? Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing that disturbs me. Now, as a man, am I sad that my boyhood hero has scars? Yeah, I'm sad. Uh, Pete Rose doesn't look the same to me as a 56 year old man as he did when I was a 12 year old boy. He doesn't look the same. And this probably casts. I mean, if Pete Rose had sex with a 16 year old woman. It's legal in Ohio. Now, Dowd has made some accusations that in spring training in Florida, 12 to 14-year-old girls were brought to him. That's bad. That's statutory rape. Right, and that's what he is saying did not happen. Uh, He cited a source, John Dowd did, uh, an informant that was supposedly a Pete Rose comrade around the same time. And this friend disputes that fact. So, you know, I think there's a whole lot of facts that haven't really come out in this case yet, but, um, the storm of, um, comp, uh, what do you want to call it? Controversy is already, uh, swirled around the Philadelphia area, uh, three times. They took a lot of calls on sports radio. Of course, people are calling in They're They're not quite sure if these allegations are true, if it in fact did happen. Uh, Obviously, Rose admitted that he had the affair with someone that he thought was a 16-year-old as a mid-30s. But as you said, that's legal in Ohio, though it may not be morally correct. Right. uh, No, it's not morally correct. In fact, if what Pete Rose says is true, his reputation is still severely damaged in my eyes. Dowd is trying to like put his boot on the guy's neck where we're like, wow, a 34 year old man having sex with a 16 year old woman or a girl while he has a wife and children. This is terrible. 
that enough really makes it bad for or hard for me to love Pete Rose or forever say he should go into the Hall of Fame. That's morally bad. John Dowd's trying to say it's even worse. They were even younger. But boy, all the statute of limitations have expired, and I had the power to try to do something in 1989. That's when I scratch my head and go, John Dowd, why isn't the press objectively looking at you and saying, how are you protecting these young girls when you, as an officer of the court, as an attorney, did nothing? Exactly. And we've seen that a lot lately in different high profile cases involving uh, celebrities. Uh, Just a month and a half ago or so, Bill Cosby was in court in the Philadelphia area. He was exonerated, apparently, uh, from a jury. Uh, And of course, that's a separate case, totally separate circumstances. But from a long time ago, a long time ago. Back to the 70s again. The reason we have statute of limitations, it's actually a rule of evidence. It's like our, our, when a cause of action gets so old, the evidence gets compromised. And we make a public policy argument of after a certain time, whether it's six years for a contract, one year for an intentional tort, uh, 20 years for a, a sexual crime, we just don't have reliable evidence. People die. Evidence gets thrown away and all that stuff. And, you know, here's a million dollar thought. John Dowd, if he was on our show right now, would say, well, I was hired by Major League Baseball to conduct an investigation of Pete Rose. My client was Major League Baseball. And then my question to John Dowd would be, okay, and then you discovered this stuff. Did your client tell you? Do not disclose that we know Pete Rose has engaged in improper sexual conduct. Do not go to law enforcement. Major League Baseball has been bloodied enough. We we will endure the hydrogen bomb of Pete Rose is a bad guy, but we will not endure the nuclear bomb that the Black Sox scandal just became a sexual scandal. I don't know. And Dowd would probably say, I can never answer that question, attorney-client privilege. And we can we, we could have law professors on debating, even if that's attorney-client privilege, because there was a crime involved, was there an ethical duty to, uh, uh, you know, uh, disclose it? Is Pete Rose his own worst enemy? That's what I've been thinking the last couple days. Um, he- uh, absolutely. He is his own worst enemy. And, you know, I've always had the opinion that if Major League Baseball was ever going to let him in the Hall of Fame, it would be after his death. Now, if I'm Major League Baseball and I'm sitting on uh, this stuff that we just learned about sexual allegations and I've been sitting on it since 1989, well, then if I'm the commissioner, let's say the new one, and I'm getting briefed on it, then Rose talks to me. Yeah, it's an easy call. Okay, thanks, Pete. We still ain't letting you in the Hall of Fame. Have a nice day, Pete. Exactly. And the way sort of this works a lot of the times is if there is a credible witness out there, why didn't she come forward sooner? Well, if she was just a 16-year-old girl, she wasn't a crime victim. 
she was just a spurn lover saying, okay, now I'm going to turn it against you. You were married when we had an, our affair. If she was less than 16, well, I guess she was a crime victim. But, you know, sometimes you and I, just like the rest of the world, we want privacy. We want to be left alone. We, we're, we're somebody's mom now. Exactly. So we don't, we don't want to brag that we were with Pete Rose in the 70s because we have children and maybe even grandchildren and we don't want to wear a scarlet letter. And a lot of these scarlet letters are traded in for cash, uh, as we've seen um, right. in, in several other cases that have existed. Uh, but, yeah, this is a definite bad thing for Pete Rose. He was on his way, I think to getting back into baseball. Maybe not when he was living, as you said, but right. within the next several years, you could see uh, the ball starting to roll forward in his, um, you know, band from baseball. He was honored by the Cincinnati Reds last year um, on an on-field ceremony. The Phillies had to apply to Major League Baseball to honor him in Philadelphia, which was about to uh, happen in just a week's right. time. And it's just, I think he's his own worst enemy. He didn't necessarily have to even sue uh, anybody anymore. He's 76 years old. <clears throat> I, don't, right. I don't see, you know, he has been accused of certain things. And this sort of plays into it when he's um, admitting that he did have a relationship with a 16-year-old, quote-unquote, right. as he, right. he thought it was. But um, Here's the million-dollar question. As an attorney, when I sit down and counsel clients, I look them straight in the eye and I go, what's your end game? What do you really want to accomplish? Right now you're mad. What's your end game? Because if you really don't know, we got to think it through. And there have been many a times I have talked potential clients and just taught them stand down. Life is too short, proceed. Because the one thing that I, I tell all my clients, at least my experience as an attorney for the last 28 years, there is never or very, very infrequently a Rocky Balboa moment in the courtroom. Very infrequently. And in the end, everybody was walking around with mud on their face, their health goes to heck because of the stress of uh, litigation that can take a year to two years. A lot of times they run out of money. It costs money to do good lawyering. And everything I've read is that he hired an attorney who is very good. But my million-dollar question is, is did the attorney act like a counselor at law or like a realtor who wants his commission? I don't know, but one of the things that I would have counseled Pete on is you start this and there could be a boomerang. If his attorney was on the phone, he'd probably telepathically try to tell us because he, he can't tell us because he'd be violating a client privilege. But it's like, he didn't tell me it was true when we met four months ago. He didn't tell me about it could possibly be 12 to 14 year olds. And one of the problems a good attorney has is that if you talk to your clients nine times out of 10, you always think they have a winning case. And you always have to pinch yourself and say, they have just shared with me their perspective. 
there has to be another side. I've got to start to figure out what the other side is to figure out if I've got the case of the century or just like this case, it becomes four months old and all of a sudden, whoa, 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 the tails have turned. Now we look even schleppier than we ever imagined we could look. We never should have filed this lawsuit. What should we, you know, the guy accused him on a podcast. Praise God. He didn't accuse him on 2020. He didn't accuse him on Oprah. He accused him in a podcast. And this supposedly happened in the early 1970s uh, before Rose really rose to fame, so to speak. Uh, in 1973, it just edged out Pittsburgh's Willie Stargell to win the National League Most Valuable Player Award. And, of course, I believe he was uh, Rookie of the Year way back in 1963. So at right. the time of this activity, he wasn't the quote-unquote superstar that he turned out to be. So um, I'm just wondering if the, his reputation will ever uh, survive this. Is no. This, is this current case going to shed more light on this, do you think? And where does Pete Rose go from here, or should he just pack it in and become a hermit and move out of the <laughs> state and the country? He should pack it in. He should go to the Dominican Republic and teach young boys how to run when they get walked. That's what he <laughs> should do. Because think about it. In his best-case scenario, he says, I had sex with a 16-year-old when I was 34 and married, playing Major League Baseball. You know. Right now for the podcast that I do, Baseball PhD, we're doing a series called Getting Your Masters in the Minors. And, you know, we've got kids that are being tempted by women and they're single A ball players. So my point is this. If you're a generic major league ball player, in the eyes of a 16-year-old girl, you're royalty. We don't have to debate whether he's an MVP candidate or on his way to the Hall of Fame. If you've been in the major leagues for a decade, you look like a Hall of Famer to any 16-year-old girl. And not necessarily even a Hall of Famer. You're sort of a rock star, right? Uh, so to speak. And that's what Pete Rose was in the 1970s. He was like a Mick Jagger. Right. Uh, uh, you know, pick your rock star in the 1970s, Led Zeppelin. Um, these guys had followers. Baseball players have followers as you said yeah. Ed. to this day they do you can look around right. the ballpark and uh and see that but yeah it's just a it's a terrible thing for pete rose he's accomplished so much on the field i've been a a huge fan of his and in fact about a month ago i was at a phillies game i went over to the um, concession stand where they sell the um, authenticated merchandise and i bought a pete rose signed graded 10 card with him right. on the Phillies. Uh, and I was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have this for, you know, the time that he gets honored on the wall of fame, it's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, you know, Pandora's box opened in Philadelphia, in the Philadelphia area. He still has people supporting him. Uh, some people are, you know, dismayed at this recent uh, announcement and uh, further accusations from him. Mm -hmm. Um, don't know. I don't know if his, his reputation's ruined completely. Um, does he 
what he did on the field, does that carry any weight anymore? Uh, or is he just somebody that's going to be forgotten about? No, Pete Rose was a wonderful baseball entertainer. And if I was the father of the 16-year-old, I'd want to kill him. So kudos to Pete Rose being like a Sammy Davis Jr., but his behavior was unacceptable. And now that I have aged, what, 45 years, 44 years since I first saw Pete Rose, um, you know, uh, he's kind of uh, bifurcated. The ball player was good. The man was creepy. He doesn't get invited to my house on uh, Thanksgiving dinner because I have daughters. And we've been through this in this country uh, with the Bill Clinton and that scandal. Uh, even though it wasn't somebody underage, it was somebody in our, you know, White yep. House where it happened. Uh, he easily was probably the most embarrassed person on the face of the earth for a number of uh, right months. Is is Pete Rose? The Bill Clinton of baseball. Bill Clinton got disbarred. Well, I would say that Pete Rose has been disbarred from being in the Hall of Fame. If he was a clean and normal guy, first ballot Hall of Famer. Because he participated in conduct, both gambling and now this sexual thing, uh, I don't even think the Veterans Committee 200 years from now will be able to justify that Pete Rose uh, should be at Cooperstown. Uh, Pete Rose is loved in Cincinnati. I think he'll be a regional rock star where he'll still go to Cincinnati. They'll get goosebumps and they'll salute him. But in the big picture of life, Pete Rose is a lot worse than Shoeless Joe Jackson. Saying ain't so Pete Rose. He admitted that he had relations with a 16-year-old girl as a 34-year-old man. Rich, as I age, 16-year-old girls, they, uh, I mean, some of them look old, but I mean, they're like eighth graders. And how can a man have a relationship with such a young woman? And he probably didn't. He didn't take her to the movies. He just enjoyed her. Is Bill Clinton and <laughs> is Pete Rose the Bill Clinton of baseball? I like that quote. He uh, is. We're going to have to see how this shakes out. He's still technically a broadcaster with Fox, although I think that may change. I, I think that has to change. In fact, I think when I saw Pete Rose on Fox, I cringed a little. In fact, he's sitting next to A-Rod, and it's like, Wow. What are we doing? We're letting our poster child talk about the World Series and all this. I think Fox must disentangle themselves from Pete Rose. And I just think Pete Rose just has to quietly step away because the more he fights, the dirtier he appears in my eyes. Well, I want to thank Ed Casputis for joining me on this edition of Phillies Talk. Uh, again, what a shame Pete Rose accomplished so much on the field. Uh, should we care? Just one last word. Should we care what happens in his spare time? Or do we look at him at just as just a baseball player, Ed? Well, Major League Baseball has already voted on that because of his spare time activities when it was just the universe of gambling. 
they said, we care. Now that it's sexual, they care. As a man who buys tickets to baseball games, yeah, I care. Not enough to go to his house and peep through his windows. But if an investigation concludes or he admits that he has had relations with the 16-year-old when he was 34, it makes me very sad and it makes me harder, makes it harder for me to take my daughters to the ballpark and tell them about Pete Rose. Just as it would be hard for me to go visit the Clinton Presidential Museum and brag about what happened during that eight-year tenure on Pennsylvania Avenue. Very good. You've heard it here on Philly's Talk Podcast. Uh, Jury is still out on all this, on this ongoing uh, matter of litigation. I got to give kudos to Fox Sports. They didn't rush uh, the firing of Pete Rose. They're taking a lot of things into consideration. Um, And and the fact that this is an ongoing uh, litigious uh, situation. So it's not something that's been resolved. It's right. It's still very much uh, an allegation type of uh, state. Well, here's the, here's the key, Rich. This is my analysis. I ignore everything that's been said except Pete Rose has admitted he had sex with a 16-year-old girl. All the other unfounded accusations, I pretend they don't exist. If I'm Fox News and I have a guy who had sex with a 16-year-old girl when he was 34, that's enough smoke for me period well thank you very much for tuning in to this edition of philly's talk ed thanks very much and uh, i want to plug your podcast as well you can find it at baseballphd.net uh, great listen there so uh, tune in you can go over to baseballtalkradio.com and find it there as well ed any uh, more social media plugs or anything you'd like to do No, last thing I want to say is someone who believes in Jesus Christ, let's all pray for Pete Rose, and let's hope that he finds peace and he figures out that the only way you get to heaven is by accepting Jesus, and he can be redeemed, but by him being redeemed in God's eyes, that still doesn't get him to Cooperstown. At least that's my opinion. But there's a bigger Hall of Fame for Pete Rose to go to when he dies And I just hope he gets his life in order and that his behavior has not been continuing. We only know what we've been told. I'm sure there's a much bigger universe out there. Very well said, Ed. You have a great day and thanks for joining us on Phillies Talk. Thank you. Go Phillies.